Welcome to ACNL in Action, brought to you by the Association of California Nurse Leaders. I'm your host, Charlene Platon, and this is the podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about nursing, leadership, and everything in between. In the spirit of the season, we'll be talking today about public service. Our guest is Lori Benson, nurse entrepreneur and executive director of the Nurses on Boards Coalition. The mission of the Nurses on Boards Coalition is to improve health in communities across our nation through the service of nurses on all types of boards, including corporate and nonprofit, health-related and other boards, panels, and commissions. Lori has served in C-suite and boards of directors roles throughout her career, and she joined the Nurses on Boards Coalition in 2016. Thank you so much, Lori, for being here today. Charlene, thank you so much for having me. And we're just so pleased that ACNL is an NLBC member affiliate. And Kimberly Long, as CEO, serves on our national, state, and um, national integrated strategies work group so that we can really align what we're doing with what works and matters most at the state level. So she's been real involved at a leadership level in our work. So I'm thrilled to join you. That's excellent. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm equally thrilled to be here today to, to meet with you and discuss more. And to start, I wanted to learn more about you. And, you know, you have a nursing degree, but you previously spent 25 years as the CEO and co-founder of a fairly large IT systems company. And were you already a nurse when, when you pursued that? Or did you go back to school for your bachelor's in nursing? Um, tell us more about that. Well, thank you for asking, Charlene. I think like many of your listeners, we can have a goal and then we discover new opportunities on the way to that goal. So for me, I'm proud to say I began my career as a nurse and I will always be a nurse. So when I was working as a nurse with the American Red Cross Bloodmobile, right after I graduated from college, I met uh, someone from Xerox Corporation who invited me to come in for an interview. And so I was curious and honored. So I went for an interview and was hired by Xerox. I had a wonderful career there for eight years. But as I paid attention to what my clients were talking about, they were interested in greater support when it came to including and incorporating technology into their businesses. So just following the nursing care plan, I listened, I assessed the environment and realized there was a need for organizations to work with small and medium-sized businesses to help them implement technology as both an enabler and you know, to provide a safe, stable, secure, and reliable infrastructure. So I was fortunate to start my own company, co-founder and served as CEO, as I say, for a quick 25 years. And then at, uh, after 25 years, I'm happy to say we sold our company, all of my wow. people and my customers were in a great place. So that's when I learned about the Nurses on Boards Coalition and thought, wouldn't it be great to be able to serve in a role that elevates the voice of nursing, honors the profession I'm so proud to be from. That is amazing, Lori. And first, I just want to say, isn't it so amazing how the nursing care plan or the nursing process is so transferable to so many different settings and skill sets? And I've heard other other nurses that we've interviewed on on this podcast talk about the nursing process. So I'm glad that you brought that up too. (laughs) 
Great. And it is applicable and relevant more today than ever before in every setting, as you just said. Absolutely. And what an amazing journey you've had as a nurse, as an entrepreneur, you know, being part of such a unique uh, position. I mean, that really tells a lot about nurses and how we could really dive into so many different roles and people wouldn't really think about that, right? Because, you know, nurses really think about, okay, or people really think about nurses and hospitals and that's really synonymous. But being able to jump into technology, into entrepreneurship, that's awesome. And, and then now the Nurses on Boards Coalition, which is huge. And so can you tell us about the Nurses on Boards Coalition and what its main goals are and how do you go about achieving them? Yes, well, first of all, the coalition was formed as a direct result of the 2010 Institute of Medicine report, The Future of Nursing Leading Change Advancing Health, which recommended that we increase the number of nurse leaders in pivotal decision-making roles on boards and commissions that would improve the health of everyone in America. And the Campaign for Action, which is an initiative of AARP Foundation, AARP, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation called together national nursing leaders and said, what could we do to improve health if we work together? So that's an impressive level of collaboration that actually resulted in the creation of the Nurses on Boards Coalition. And we're proud to say that that collaboration has continued to grow, but I have to give a lot of credit to the foresight of the founders of the coalition. And they, they, they created a strategy map and said, this is what it might look like. And when they took a vote, they met in the spring of 2014. And in the fall, they came together and the vote was unanimous. And so the coalition was created. Now, one of the founders' key strategies was in 2020, there would be 10,000 board seats filled by nurses. And we achieved that key strategy on January 19th of 2021. So I don't think anyone minds. It took a few extra (laughs) days. Yes. And it really is a proud accomplishment for all nurses. And for it's the collective impact of nurses serving in all these different roles. They self-report that to us. And it really is an extraordinary accomplishment. And I think that we all appreciate as nurses that, as you said, as our roles continue to evolve in the communities where we live and work, that um, some of others that are in business or in government or in organizations in these communities, you know, they're taking note of these leadership roles that nurses are playing that truly impact the the social determinants of health and, these topics are important to everyone now. So it's really exciting to see that impact. And at the same time, for more analytical types, it's great to have that quantifiable measure that yes, 10,000 board seats are filled by nurses and that number keeps rising. It's unstoppable because not only are nurses seeking these roles, but others are seeking nurses out as nursing leaders to um, shape a better future for all. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And a big congratulations. That is a huge milestone of having 10,000 board seats filled by nurses nationwide. I think that that really is a testament, just like what you're saying to um, nurses and leadership, what nurses can do. So it's really awesome to see that that goal was achieved. And 
Could you tell more about how did we get there and, and what's next now that we've accomplished this milestone? Yes. So how did we get there? This is a collective accomplishment. Those national member organizations that we talked about that represent nursing associations across the country. In addition to our strategic partners that represent all different sectors and most certainly our state contacts. So in every state across the country, we have a volunteer leader that serves as our state contact and Kimberly Long is the contact for California. Well, each one of our state contacts, I credit them with so much of the communication and the engagement that resulted in this because it's um, someone sitting next to you at a meeting saying, have you registered in the Nurses on Boards Coalition website? Are you interested in serving in a board? Well, register your interest and please tell us if you're serving on a board. So, you know, the grassroots level across the country, um, it was everyone together. And the, we had a campaign called Take Five. Take mm -hmm. five minutes to register. Well, that just took off. And um, we really saw such an increase in the numbers by engaging all of these leaders across the country who were volunteers in our work. And I think that's pretty inspiring. And when you think about it, this work is absolutely sustainable now. It's unstoppable. And so not only did we achieve that number, but the momentum and the understanding and the helping of nurses prepare and pursue opportunities. So you said, what's next? And I wanna address that very specifically. Now we shift to measuring the impact of nurses on boards, as well as we've just conducted our 2021 through 2024 strategic planning. And uh, one of our key strategies is to target board placements where nurses can influence policies regarding social determinants of health to ensure social justice and equity at the community level. And another key strategy is that we will develop a plan to demonstrate the value of nurses in board seats, identify barriers and publish and disseminate this information as a measure of success so that we will create a, a robust momentum, support, resources, and impact of what it means, the importance and impact of including the nursing perspective. So we're, and we're, of course, we're gonna continue our core work to help nurses prepare and pursue board opportunities. So what's next um, is a dimension that really aligns with the new future of nursing 2020, 2030 report, mm -hmm. charting a path to health equity. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just, it's, this is the time. There has never been greater recognition, appreciation of the importance of including the nursing perspective, frankly, in all settings, including the boardroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad to hear that the Future of Nursing report has been so integral to a lot of these initiatives. And I was reviewing the most recent report for 2020 to 2030, huge emphasis on health equity, huge emphasis on well-being and increased um, focus on leadership. So I love that and love the connection with um, NOBC. And in speaking about the demographics of, of board seats, right? Um, you talked a little bit about board seats. Can you tell us a little bit more about the demographics of a typical board member in the United States? And why is it important for nurses to serve on boards? Well, in terms of the demographics, Spencer Stewart just released their 2021 
index report. It's called the board index. Um, this is the 36th year. And it's really quite um, remarkable to see that the ethnic and racial diversity in new director recruitment has had a landmark year. A record-breaking 47% of new independent directors on the S&P 500 are Black, African-American, Asian, or Hispanic, Latino, compared with 22% a year ago. It's 47%. That's wow. extraordinary. Mm -hmm. It's mixed as for, as for women. Women make up 43% of the new directors. And I think probably most encouraging to those listening today is 74% of the incoming class in the, the S&P 500 are new board members coming outside the ranks of CEO, chair, vice president, president, and CEO, COO, which means that boards, if these are public company boards. So when you look wow. at that trend, mm -hmm. you can see that many boards are looking to diversify. We don't have to talk about why it's important to include diverse voices. And we're not just talking about diversity in specific um, gender, ethnicity. We're talking about diversity of thought. We're talking about diversity of experiences and background and geography. So boards understand the numbers bear themselves out that organizations perform better or they achieve their mission better. Um, when they have diverse boards, what most boards don't know is how to find diverse candidates mm -hmm. that are outside their trust, who they know, right? So the right. Nurses on Boards Coalition, we're experiencing um, a, a very diverse mix in both the candidates and the placements. And what we're finding is um, we have about 10% of our board seats are filled by male nurses, which is mm -hmm. great. We have... Um, in terms of our diversity, we have really strong representation through um, our Black, African-American, Hispanic, and others. And then we also have, um, in terms of the age groups, I think a lot of nurses think they have to have years of experience to contribute in the boardroom. And we are getting nurses across the continuum, whether it's their first year in practice, or if they're a seasoned veteran that has been working as a nurse leader for many years, and we get specific requests for, please give us you know, different candidates across this spectrum because the voices of some new perspectives can generate real creative thinking and different outcomes. And the experienced voices are always welcome for the patterns that they have observed the um, contributions that they can make based on their evidence base and the lived experience. So in short, there is no reason to think that there isn't a place for every nurse. So we believe that all boards benefit from including the nursing perspective. There's an appetite for diverse perspectives, including nurses. So we are very careful not to say, please include a nurse, we don't want you to do that for us. It's how can we help you strengthen your board, diversify your board. And what's so great, Charlene, is that the skills that nurses learn, both in academia and in practice, translate naturally 
mm-hmm. into high-performing, efficient, and effective ward service. So the transition is, is one where nurses contribute very easily and very naturally. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't realize that. So we have to make sure that they understand that and give them those opportunities. And I do love the shift of how can we help you strengthen, you know, with a nurse on your board, because that is an important distinction to make. And it really feels more empowering. And it really um, lends to it really lends to the nurse in general and the skill set that they could offer. And I do agree that it's a natural, you know, nurses have a lot of those natural skills that they can transfer to the board seat. So it's awesome to see. And in speaking of nurses on board seats, what does a typical board seat held by a nurse look like? I think you spoke a little bit to that, but would love to hear more. So there is no such thing as a typical board seat. Mm -hmm. I think that what we have been able to do is identify certain opportunities that we can cascade, that we create relationships at the national level, and then we cascade those to the states. And that works very, very well. Examples of that would be AARP. We're working with them to get nurses on their executive councils in every state, which California has a nurse on your executive council. We get nurses involved in patient family advisory committees and also age-friendly communities where certainly communities are addressing the social determinants of health, which they call the eight domains of livability. We also have a national relationship with United Way and with CASA, working with children aging out of uh, foster care. So we established, and the American Red Cross, which is um, another opportunity for us to address the social determinants of health. So uh, those types of broad opportunities, there's opportunities for nurses to serve on the national, regional, state, and local boards. And then what we found is private, public, and most recently startups. So all of us that are in healthcare know that we need new solutions, right? And they're emerging at a fast pace. Well, getting a nurse involved with startup companies has proven to be just a wonderful match Mm -hmm. because as we talked about the nursing process, bringing that alongside entrepreneurial thinking, which of course I know firsthand from my experience, (laughs) um, everyone benefits from it. So these opportunities are unlimited and when we talk about a typical board, I will tell you the core characteristics in common would include that the nurse, the specific nurse who's serving on the board has some experience with an organization, um, either clinically, academically, or in their own, maybe through their own charitable giving, that they know about an organization, they care deeply about it. Certainly the nonprofit realm is wide open for a nursing perspective. Mm -hmm. They're always looking for board leaders. And so typically what we will see is a nurse ends up serving on a board where most importantly, they're passionate about the mission and the work of the organization. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. And there are so many, why do it? You know, you're giving your time and it's like, that is so powerful. And yeah, the why is really important. I mean, it drives a lot of what we do in general as nurses. And we know that nursing is so diverse. So there's definitely uh, there's definitely a niche and a purpose and a mission that everyone can relate to and resonate with in nursing and on boards because they're just it's, it's just so diverse. And and I want to ask about, you know, for nurses who are listening to this podcast, you know, what would you say serving on a board is actually like, you know, for those who might not be familiar, what would you what would you say it's like to serve on a board? 
Well, I will point out that there is probably a gap in what the reality is like to serve on a board and what the perception is by many. So we actually worked with the Ohio Action Coalition and asked them to record a mock board meeting. So oh, if wow. anyone's interested, they can go to our website and in the comfort of your home, listen to a board meeting, uh, a mock board meeting, which is a great example of what it, how a board operates. But at a high level, I would say, what happens in a boardroom? You talked at the beginning when you introduced the, our interview today, you talked about nurses as leaders. And so a board is a governance model that, that gives voice to determining the governance for the organization. And it is made up of a collective body of leaders. So when you serve on a board, you know, so many nurses think, well, I, I don't have all these skills or all these requirements. No one board member needs all those skills. So in the boardroom, there is a nice balance of strategic topics that are both opportunities and risks for the organization that you get to talk through and shape strategies and policies that guide the organization. So it's very rewarding to be in a room with other leaders and one of the most important skills to bring to a boardroom, which nurses are exceptional at, and that is listening. You know, when I get a board agenda for any board I serve on, I look at the agenda and I think about, well, what are some strategic topics or questions that I have about this before I would state an opinion? And I think it's so important in the boardroom that we listen to each other before arriving at a recommendation or the best place to go forward. So a board room is filled with leaders who both speak and listen. And when we talk about diversity, diversity hand in hand with inclusion. So if you are selected to serve on a board, but you don't speak, then you haven't been included in the consideration, which is why you're there in the first place. So one of the things I would suggest when you as a nurse have the opportunity to serve on a board, or if you're already serving on a board and listening, do you know why you were asked to serve? We're coming back to that why. Mm -hmm. But if you know why you are there, then when um, topics come up in the boardroom, you remember that's why they asked you. They wanted to hear the voice of the patient. They wanted to hear about the impact on employees of decisions that are made. They wanted to um, think about their relations in the industry that they represent. Well, you're asked for a reason. And so I always make sure I know why I've been asked. And that's not transferable to somebody else. So nurses can be asked to serve on boards, but uh, you can serve in a variety of roles. We just interviewed, we have an interview series on the impact of nurses on boards. And we talked to Pam Hall, who is the chair for Volunteers of America in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Well, she started as a board member and now she's the chair of the board. I just right. talked to a leader in Texas who um, joined the CASA board and now she's the chair of that board. What we're finding is more and more nurses when they serve on a board of all types are being asked increasingly to take the leadership role. And we awesome. think- you know, that is, that is um, reflective of the respect that is given to the nursing perspective 
but also the ability of nurses as leaders to accomplish important objectives, to lead amidst complexity and their critical thinking skills, all of these, and also to make sure the voice of those who are served, whether they're customers, whether they're patients, whether they're underserved populations, that those voices are heard. So mm -hmm. all those dynamics are happening in the boardroom. And I always call serving on a board a privilege and a responsibility. And it is absolutely, most board members tell us that they get more than they give because it's so meaningful to be a part of a board where you're making an impact. Absolutely. And you shared some great insights and advice for those, for nurses who really are thinking about being on a board. And, and so I just like to ask as well for what advice do you have for nurses who maybe don't feel ready to serve on a board at this moment? Well, there's a place for you but it needs to be a convenient time in your life um, and you need to feel confident. So probably one of the greatest barriers to getting on a board is your own perception of your ability to contribute. So many times nurses say, how can I can contribute, right? So um, we have all kinds of preparation and support resources that are available on our website to help you prepare. We have self-paced videos and workbooks that you can walk through to get yourself prepared. But I would say, don't wait until you feel like you are for sure ready. Because bringing the skills you have right now, I'm confident almost every nurse would be able to contribute from day one. So while it's important and we're focused on those competencies, we have tools that help you identify those competencies, board service is a learning process. I've served on boards for many years. I'm still learning new skills. So don't wait until the perfect time. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you feel totally prepared because the world needs your participation. We need your um, wonderful perspectives and viewpoints and contributions now. And so find a board that you care deeply about and pursue it. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yes, I agree. And, and I wanted to ask too, in terms of the boards that nurses can serve on, um, does the Nurses on Boards Coalition, um, you know, promote only health-related boards, or are there other boards as well that nurses can be part of? I think you spoke a little to that, but can you tell us more about what other types of boards nurses can be involved with? Yes, yeah, so we define board service, the types of boards, very broadly. So that includes public, private, nonprofit, startup, advisory councils, appointments, commissions, all of the above. And it really, the defining characteristic is, can you shape strategies and policies? Mm -hmm. So our definition, and when you think about leadership, governance and board service is an extension of leadership applied in one of those settings. Right, absolutely. And I love that you, that you mentioned just how diverse the boards can be and nurses are really welcome to serve on all of them and we want them to be in all of them. And I do also want to say, you know, right now it's the holiday season and a lot of people are really looking for ways that they can help their local communities during this time of the year. And what recommendations do you have for getting involved when maybe there aren't necessarily board opportunities that might be available in a given area or a given time? Um, what, what suggestions do you have? I have two suggestions. One is we acknowledge that there have been so many demands placed upon nurses, especially over the last several years. And I often wonder, 
Will they come forward and want to apply for board opportunities that are available or volunteer opportunities in your community? And we are always in awe that no matter what's going on, that nurses come forward and say, how can I help? So the very first thing I wanna do is acknowledge um, that wonderful ability and willingness to contribute. So during this holiday season, uh, I would suggest thinking about some of the same criteria that we talked about in choosing a board and saying, well, is there an organization, whether I serve on their board or not, that I could help in um, something that they're doing during this time, whether it be serve on a committee to help with something or to get involved. And if you only have a little bit of time or you're going to be traveling, there's ad hoc opportunities that you can involve in a day at a time. So I know many United Ways have like a 211 number you can call to volunteer your time or to request services. Well, you can call that number and they'll say, here's where we, or you can look on the website and there's other organizations that have these as well so that you can insert yourself, be it for a half a day, a whole day, a week, a project in a way that you're gonna feel good that the little bit of time you have is multiplied by those you're able to serve. And I know that that's what, why most of us became nurses in the first place. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Lori. Those are great insights, great advice. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here today, sharing all of your insights from their perspective of Nurses on Boards Coalition, and just from your own experiences as a nursing leader, nursing entrepreneur, and overall, you know, nurse advocate. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, were there any final comments you wanted to share? Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us, for you for leading this series, and of course to ACNL for working side by side. But I'm looking forward to coming to California. I've met many <laughs> of you in person, and you know everything is about relationships. So please let me know how we can help you along your journey, your board journey, and it is our privilege to serve alongside all of you. And thank you for the patients, the families, and the communities you serve every day. Thank you so much, Lori. Really appreciate that. And our guest today was Lori Benson, nurse entrepreneur and executive director of the Nurses on Boards Coalition. To learn more, please visit nursesonboardscoalition.org. And as always, we'll include a link as well as Lori's LinkedIn information in the show notes. And this is our final episode of the year, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Email us at socialmedia at acnl.org and connect with us on LinkedIn and Facebook with our handle, which is at ACNL Nurse. ACNL in Action is presented by the Association of California Nurse Leaders with new episodes on the first Friday of every month. To learn more, please visit acnl.org. And from all of us at ACNL, we hope that you, your family, and your team members have a safe and happy holiday season, and we will see you next year.